this week on Transmissions from the Dark Side. Charles Nelson Riley. A box of matches. Hey, who went to the mirror store? Enter if you dare. Welcome to Transmissions from the Dark Side, where we're watching every episode of seminal 80s horror anthology television show, Monsters, and reporting it back to you. I am Matt Noss. With me at the table, my two best friends in the whole wide world, it's Jen Hansen and Matt Rose. Yay! How are you both today? I am doing lovely. I am as well. Uh, If this is your first time joining us, thank you so much for giving us a chance. What we do around these parts is we watch anthology, anthology horror. Anthology horror. It's a scary story that's different every time. That's it. Um, (laughs) That's it. See you next week. We're watching the show Monsters, and this week's episode was called The Match Match Game. Game. Had to make sure to get that the in there. Yes. For legal reasons. The match game. It is customary around these parts that, based on title alone, because we're so brave, we guess what this episode's about, and we call it the dark side guess. Who would like to go first? Uh, I can go first. Awesome. The match game. The year is 2078, and the reanimated corpse of Gene Rayburn is back to host everyone's favorite game show. You'd better hope you make a match. The winner receives a year's supply of space rations, while the loser gets eaten alive by the ghost of Richard Dawson and Mecca Charles Nelson Riley. (laughs) (laughs) Read it, Maddie. Yeah, is it the same thing? Earth, 1999. (laughs) As the ashes of World War IV settled, the people needed distraction. Enter Match Game, a contest where two random enemies from the war must merc together to cross the desolate wastes of the Midwest in 72 hours or face public incineration? Can they fight off the endless hordes of mutants? Can they survive the radiation and scorching winds? Can they forget the crimes of the past long enough to survive? Tune in Thursdays. <laughs> yes, that's great. That's really good. Yep. Mine is uh, really down the middle on this <laughs> okay, one. Okay, great. <laughs> no stakeums for us. <laughs> <laughs> the gang's all here and it's game set. Murder. Ooh. <laughs> Match murder. Match murder. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh. none of these guesses were correct, but Jen, hit us up with them sweet deeds. All right, let's get to them sweet deeds. This episode is The Match Game. This is uh, season one, episode 18. Guys, we're on episode Yikes. 18. We're almost Holy done with the first God. season. Yeah, yeah, we're almost we're done. Like, Six episodes away from the yeah, end of yeah. season one. Um, oh, and we're so close to the uh, the original air date is uh, April 15th, 1989. Oh, wow. Here is the description from IMDb. IMDb. In a haunted Victorian mansion, two couples play a game where each person tells part of a ghost story about the late former owner while a match burns. The story somehow comes true and he rises from the grave to take their lives. Spoilers. Yeah. Jesus. Sorry, guys. Hey. 
That's the whole thing. <laughs> hey, you know, you know. Uh, I have nothing other than, you know. Well, drugstore uh, call. His name is Herbert. <laughs> oh, I, did you hear him say the name wrong the first time? Uh, no. No. Oh, okay, never mind. All right, we'll, 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 we'll get, get there. there. All right. Uh, episode was directed by Michael Brandon. Uh, Michael Brandon doesn't have a lot of directing credits. He just has this and one episode of Dempsey and Makepeace, which uh, aired for about a year. He also starred in the show Dempsey and Makepeace, which was like a tough, sexy New York cop is partnered with a British fop, and then they try to not have sex, I think was the description, (laughs) roughly. Um, But he uh, has a ton of acting credits. He was... (laughs) Senator Brandt in um, Captain America, the first Avenger. Oh, wow. He starred in Dario Argento's 1971, Four Flies on Grey Velvet. Oh, wow. Uh, he is the uh, American narrator on pretty much every episode and video of Thomas and Friends, as well as the voice of the, the grouchy... Uh, what? Yeah, train? the grouchy train. Whoa. Yeah. It was interesting. It was written by David Chaskin, who wrote Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. He wrote a movie called I, Madman, and he wrote a movie called The Curse. I remember I, Madman. Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing the the box at the video store. Mm. I have not seen it. He uh, And then the story was written by Christopher Orville. Byron Thames played Paul. Uh, he was in a ton of, uh, ton of 80s TV credits. Sasha Jensen played Matthew. Uh, he was Don and Dazed and Confused. Uh, one of the the main, yeah, one of the main main buddies. Uh, he was Gruler in the Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie. Huh. Uh, he was Brady in Halloween Four. Oh, we have to look. Oh, he was Teddy in Ghoulies Two. Huh. And then we have to uh, look something up. Uh, something in the '90s called Mister Payback, an interactive movie. Uh, so this was some 90s interactive movie. Uh, and I would like to know. I got to find the description of it here. I'll keep talking. Well, wait a minute. You mean Mr. Payback, an interactive movie, is a 1995 American science fiction adventure short written by Bob Gale and co-directed by Gale and Charles Crofwell? I don't know if it's that one. Well, it's designed <laughs> as an interactive movie. It comprises slightly over two hours of footage. Approximately 20 minutes of which is seen in each viewing. (laughs) Uh, Here's the description. Mr. Payback is a killer cyborg sent to punish rude and selfish bullies throughout society. Audiences vote on what type of sadistic punishments Mr. Payback inflicts. Oh, jeez. That's a bit gruesome. That sounds great. We might check out a trailer later. Yeah. I I hope Netflix isn't sleeping on that one. Uh, Tori Spelling played Beverly. And uh, she is a delight. She is a delight. Uh, a real a scream delight. queen. Yeah. She does great. She's got 270, or I'm sorry, 207 credits on IMDb. The only one I care about is Donna Martin Graduates from she 90210. Was, she was in a movie called Cthulhu. Yeah. Um, Where she rapes a dude where I was like, oh. oh. Th- okay, I So guess. that's happening. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> Uh, Jody is played by Ashley Lawrence. Uh, Jody, uh, I'm sorry, Ashley Lawrence uh, played Kirsty in the Hellraiser movies. Huh? Yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, this is this episode is right after Hellraiser Two came out. Oh. 
So she, you know, like, she knows that somebody escaped them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Herbert is played by Tom Woodruff Jr., who is a Oscar-winning uh, makeup artist. makeup artist. That's right. Starship and Troopers. It shows in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. He also um, was he also like was the alien in Alien Three. Like he's, he's yeah yeah he FX art is listed for Starship Troopers, Alien Resurrection, Death Becomes. He won the Oscar for Death Becomes. Uh, Monster Squad. He was the Gill Man. Yep. Uh, yeah. So this is, I mean, I would call this a, a star studded, uh, operation going into it. So already we're in, we're in pretty good territory. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, <laughs> honey, it's family hour. There must be something on. This is a Zodiac. <laughs> Oh. oh, look, it's Monsters, our favorite show. You know what you've done. <laughs> Let's watch it. <laughs> the door from the Monsters swings wide open, and it's a, it's a creepy house with some dumb teens. Uh, Chris Peterson was recently on Matters, and... <laughs> was he doing the Zodiac <laughs> he bit? He was doing his Zodiac bit. We were doing it backstage, uh... Oh, before... Uh, before... Uh, yes, before ABC Family. Before ABC Family, and it was just hosting the showdown. <laughs> it's just all the showdown bits in the voice of the Zodiac. Who's who's here for the very yeah. first time this evening? Are we celebrating a birthday tonight? Has anybody seen improv before? <laughs> it's a creepy house with some dumbass teens. Well, yep. So I, I was really happy that there was an actual exterior shot of a building. I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, that's a very fancy exterior shot. Oh, wait, we see our actors in it. That's yeah. great. <laughs> it's not just a photo. Yeah. Now, it, Monsters doesn't disappoint in the sound department because this stuff was sweetened to shit. Yeah. Um, because there's some when she's talking where you can hear cars in the background. Mm -hmm. And then uh, when he's talking, it's completely different soundscape. But back off on Monsters. This is probably top five establishing um, motifs that they've ever done. Yeah. 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 This is not, although I'm still not quite clear what they were doing there um, during the, the day. Uh, so they was, went, they went to find, she went and got a hammer. Yeah. She went to find, but the I don't know hammer. why. Um, I, I think. They well, the house the was boarded up. Yeah. They went to hammer. Uh, I think Matt, left the hammer for them to pry the boards off so they could get in. But they, they did it. They did that during the day and then came back at night. Right. Well, I think that she took yeah. him to see it. Yeah. They, they, they pry the boards off uh, during like when they all get there. I think, I think she was just taking Paul um, to see the house. Okay. And being like, Oh, and this is the hammer that Matt uses to, Okay. You know what? You know what it wasn't? It wasn't a haunted exposition dump, and I was fine with it. There's a lot yeah. in this episode in general. And and I'll say now, we all loved this episode. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. This is honestly, this is a for me, this is a must-watch. Absolutely me too. And 100%. if you like ghost stories or anything, honestly, I feel like this could have been in Creep Show. I I wrote that this had a real Father's Day vibe. It does. Um mm. enough that I was This episode feels like where most of the money went. Yeah. 
because yeah. the effects in this episode, especially the makeup effects later. Mm-hmm. And we've seen some pretty good monsters. Yeah. I mean, glim glim. Um, <laughs> but I mean, we've seen good monsters. Mm-hmm. But this monster takes it to another level. This yeah, is this like, was actually looks a scary great. monster. Yeah, yeah, this is actually yeah, this is a this is a scary episode that I would have watched. I would have enjoyed this as a movie. Yeah. Um, so that being said, if it sounds like something you might be interested in. Uh, Don't let us ruin it. Pause the you. cassette yeah. <laughs> and go watch the episode, and then come back because we're gonna we're gonna tear it all out. There are a few exchanges uh, between uh, Paul and Jody. Jody and um, Jody says, "Look at you, Mister Distant, mm-hmm. <laughs> Paul the Dreamer." Oh, and Paul goes, "Who calls me that?" <laughs> to which her response is. All the girls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah which brings us to a segment I want to call. So what did all the girls call you? <laughs> oh, God. So if it were me mm-hmm. a- as a teenager. Yeah. Well, as a as a grade schooler, it would have been snot sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> this can be confirmed. So <laughs> I think as a teenager might be gay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Oh, yeah. Well, he likes art, so he might be gay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. The dyke. (laughs) (laughs) The dyke who has friends who everybody has a crush on. (laughs) What's she do? (laughs) Technically a human woman. (laughs) Technically. Yeah. Matt? Oh god. Um I would I would say probably uh the human said trombone. <laughs> uh in grade school I, I my nickname was Mr. Furley and then in middle school it was for early middle school, the disco kid. Uh and then uh That was because of the blue, blue glasses. Because of the blue tinted glasses with the blue frames. Oh, Matt. Um, yeah, I got suckered into getting those glasses by a mean woman. <laughs> um, she thought she was like, ah, oh, let me help you out. Yeah. <laughs> or curse you. Or, yeah. 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 Wait, were these like prescription glasses? So you they wore were, them all yeah. the time? I oh, had no. to wear them. Yeah. Well, that's, that was like when I got transition frames. Yeah. So that they were always just. I have them now. I hate them. I can't wait to get rid of this. They're my first pair. And then they're always sort of dark in the inside. And I feel like I'm 90 years old. Yeah. No, there are so many pictures of me in junior high school where you can see that I'm not wearing sunglasses. Yeah. I just have terribly tinted glasses. Yeah. And I am like, these were awful. Yeah. And like, unless the second you get out of UV light, they go back to clear. Exactly. I'm not interested. I don't want it. I'm not interested. My mom loves them because of the headaches. Like they reduce her headaches a lot. I'm done. No, I'm good. That's why I wear hat. No, never again <laughs> would I get these, and I can't switch them out now because I can't get, I can't change my eye prescription while I'm pregnant because your vision can change. Oh shit! Yeah, so I'm just stuck in them until I get this. Oh jeez! Until I poop this thing out. <laughs> Paul the Dreamer. Paul so, the Dreamer. Uh, when she called him Paul the Dreamer, I, <laughs> I wrote more like Paul the Dreamboat. Am I right, ladies? <laughs> Yeah, all around the world, statues crumble for him. Yeah, uh, he's he's got a, a million yard stare on. 
there's uh, there's a moment in in this setup where he is away from Jody, touching um a touching a pillar, yeah. and the house is whispering to him, and his face is like Bran Stark's. Yes. <laughs> yep. He is just a million miles away. And they, they did an interview with Bran Stark and they were like, how do you do that? And he's like, I wear glasses. And they take them away they from take me. They away from me. <laughs> so it's literally me trying to focus on something in the distance. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, it works. Which is perfect. So funny. <sighs> we do find out that the owner of the house uh, killed themselves. Yes. And um, I was like, did they say the name of the the lake or whatever? Uh, Not until yeah, later. They, they did say the name later. Okay. I but did write that down because I heard two different versions yes, of the same. Yes, so did okay. I. I. I wrote down that I heard two different things, too. Yeah. There was like a there was like little inconsistencies in the episode that really don't matter. That really didn't bother yeah, me don't. at all. Yeah. But But they were like, huh? Well, because I couldn't tell, because it sounded like they were talking about a lake at one time, but then it also sounded like he drowned on the the pond on his property. Right. So I wasn't sure. But neither here nor there. Well, it doesn't take long before we have a creepy night shot of the exterior of the house that we've seen. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, this is set in a mood. Yeah, looks great. It's a dark and stormy night. How many great ghost stories start. Mm Mm-hmm. And we're on the inside, and we've got. Uh, so we got our we got our Paul and Jody, and now we are introduced to Matthew and Beverly, who I never called Beverly at I all. I called her no. Tori the entire. And I called yeah. her Tori the whole time. I mean, if you want to remember it, she was on Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero. But and Matthew, uh, if you forget his name, just call him Little Buster Poindexter. <laughs> One million right? percent. The moment I saw him, I was like. Is that Buster Poindexter Jr.? Does he have matches? Because he's feeling hot, hot, hot. Bond. James Bond Jr. Um, that's as old as time. Yeah. <laughs> they they are the couple that you know is going to get murdered. Yep. Yeah. Like, oh, cool. You've got Matt. He's the bad boy. Yeah. He's wearing a leather jacket. He has Buster Poindexter hair. <laughs> Can we talk about Tori Spelling's outfit here? For the rest of our lives. When did you think this took place? And when did it actually take place? I, I think this was meant to be contemporary. I think, I think this yeah, was I meant, think to, this take was meant in, to take place in like, like 89. 88, 89. Yeah. yeah. That she was supposed to be like the not quite punk girlfriend of the, mm. the bad boy. Kind of out yeah. of the valley yeah, but she started dressing this way. Her parents do not like, like it, it, but she, yep. you know, she's into this Matthew guy now. So she's kind of got mall hair. Yep. She's got a, a black shirt with the peace sign. And, yep. She's and, torn between two worlds. In neon, in neon writing. Yeah. She looks wonderfully time capsule. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. It's wonderful. Whereas uh, <laughs> my man, Paul and Jody, yeah. just decided like, you like beige, right? <laughs> beige work for you? Beige is timeless. <laughs> like, there is a moment in the introductory scenes, and I didn't mention it, where there, my screen on my television gave up <laughs> and just was white. 
because it was just two beige people. Two beige people. <laughs> she looks like she's wearing some like um, Benetton. Yes. She looks like she's wearing some Benetton stuff. Yeah. Like a cable knit sweater with a plaid long skirt, prairie yeah. skirt almost. Yeah. And he's wearing a beige shirt. I'm sorry. With I a beige him. face. With a beige face. <laughs> and, a, and, and a pillar that talks to him. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I did like, again, really well well written episode. It's not like the cool guys are mean to Paul or anybody's mm-hmm. you know picking on anybody else. It's just these guys are friends. This this uh, Paul is a, a friend of Jody's. And, you know, he's a little weird. He's a little off, but it's fine. Jody likes him. Because uh, Tori is like... He, Matt, I don't like this guy. Yeah, he's he, he's, he's weird. weird. He creeps me out. Yeah, and Matthew, ugh, Matthew, uh, he says he's not weird. He's just shy, which I thought was very cool. Yeah, yeah. They, I, they I, gave I, yeah they gave this tough guy depth in four yeah. words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I write down because it's time for the game to begin. Yeah. Oh shit! It's a literal. A literal match game. Matt breaks out the rule. I'm never going to call him Matthew. Yeah. Um, Matt breaks out the rules to the game. They're going to play an improv game. Yeah, it is. That's what I wrote down is it's an improv game. (laughs) And Paul plays it wrong (laughs) and irritated me every time. (laughs) He repeats the last thing that was said. You don't need. Anyway, go ahead. Explain the game, Matt. Well, here it is. Each one of us is going to get some matches. We'll go around the circle. And you tell as much as the story as you can while your match is lit. So that's the whole thing. We're going to tell a scary story. And as soon as your match goes out, the next person lights their match and then they continue the story. Yeah. But I don't even know what the story is about. Nobody does. We're making it up. We're making it up. Oh. I'm more comfortable in social situations now. (laughs) Improv. Improv. (laughs) Look, Look what happened. Hey, I think there's a show I can write for. <laughs> well, Tori's going to go first, but not when Matt goes, uh-uh, baby. Yeah. It's all me and does that really cool light a match with, with your his thumb. Yeah. Well, and you know, he'd been working on this on his yeah. motorcycle, on his spree ride over to the house. <laughs> just got to get my thumb, yep. my little thummy here, yep. and let's just see if I can cause enough friction. Yep. Nope, not, a, not enough friction. No. Uh, maybe if I put some sandpaper. <laughs> maybe if I just coat my What's thumb. What's on your thumb? Flint. <laughs> so the story is it's been 50 years since Herbert Waverly threw himself into the pond. Okay, so I have to, uh, I have to stop right there. Okay. When I talked about how they say the name mm-hmm. the first time, Matt calls him Herburn Waverly. <laughs> but doesn't he also scream it to the heaven? <laughs> well, so they they say it right later in the episode. But the first time I, I went back and I listened to it and he says Herburn. Herburn. Where okay. I, I like that's just so weird. And so it cuts to either Becker's Pond or Beggar's Pond. Correct. I yeah. had no idea which pond this was. Um, And you see a hand 
come out of the water. Yes. Uh, and then it cuts to um, Tori. Or, yeah, I'm yep. sorry. That's yeah. the act break. Yep, 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 yep. And we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. Now, my past is unimportant, but I can tell you this. I'm part man, part cyborg. I cannot violate my programming. I don't kill except in self-defense or to protect the innocent. I always give the perpetrator the benefit of the doubt. Talk to him. Give him a chance to make good. Let them do their best or their worst without using any of my powers of persuasion. God help me, they piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> that was the uh, trailer. Now it's time for the payoff as Gene and I each choose our personal selections for the worst film of the year. This is the segment that asks the question, can a film be worse than jury duty? And in my case, I'm picking not only the worst film of the year, but also the worst idea for a film. The name of my selection is Mr. Payback. And it was one of those interactive movies that were hyped real big last spring and then fell right off the edge of the map. The idea was simple. They rigged up a theater with individual computerized consoles with controls at every seat. Then they showed you this movie that had choices in it, and he got to choose the punishments for an assortment of villains. For example, here is a character who parks in a handicap zone. I say, screw the handicap! I'm parked there, and I ain't moving. No problem. You won't move it? I will. One piece at a time. Stop! Stop! I'll move it! I'll move it! The basic problem I had with the choices on the screen in Mr. Payback was that they didn't have one called None of the Above, which I would have voted for every time. If there were buzzwords that did not turn on the audience during the year, they were virtual reality and interactivity. I think the jury is still out on virtual reality, but interactivity looks as dead as a doornail. That's my choice. The reason is very basic. We don't want to interact with the movie. We want it to act on us. That's why we go. So we can lose ourselves in the experience. Uh, if we're going to have to make the choices, we ought to be paid instead or, of the writer. Or you do what's out in the lobby of some uh, theaters, which is yep. play the video play game. The video Don't game. try and mix the two of them together. It's it. not going to work. 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 <laughs> it's always nice when you see those two uh, yeah. agree. Yeah. Those two. Sh I don't know. When they used to disagree, like on uh, Carnosaur or Cop and Half, that was pretty great. <laughs> I think you're totally wrong, and you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, God, it's happening again. And, well, and then they'd bring up Cop and a Half or Carnosaur. Oh, back like, to each yeah, other. Yeah, where it would be like, yeah, but you liked Carnosaur. Well, you liked Cop and a Half. You're, you're stupid. You're stu <laughs> you made a terrible movie. You got your opinion in my peanut butter. <laughs> yeah, Beyond Valley of the Dolls, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Which we're a great movie. back. Now it's Tori's turn to start telling the story. And she turns it into a little bit of a romance. Yep. Because it turns out that my man Herbert was in love with a girl named Ethel. Yep. Yeah. Ethel Schwartz. Uh, Matt does not like this turn in the story. And so he shows her that he has a spider in his mouth. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. He had a what was that? spider tattoo on his tongue. Was that, or was it like a plastic spider in his mouth? I couldn't tell what that I was. But he does give her the mean mug he's like Meh. yeah this is for you i don't like you <laughs> so he loved a woman who was married to some politician in the town um and they would meet illicitly by this pond yeah, or right. lake mm, sometimes oh, yeah. it's a pond sometimes it's a lake 
Sometimes. They went to the pond. She was a lake. Well, it looks like a pump, but it feels like a sneaker. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> My God, I could play basketball in these heels. <laughs> <laughs> when When is a pond not a lake, Batman? <laughs> Riddle me this. Uh, so eventually the jealous husband uh, gets on to them, uh, meets them at the pond, and... Uh, well, he he locks her locks in her the house in the house and in the attic. Waits in ambush for uh, Herbert. For Herbert at the pond. So now Paul has it right. Yes. Yes. It's Paul's turn. He lights his match, repeats the last thing that's said, which is not part of the rules. Right. And he starts telling. Hold on, I just want to ask: Was this specifically forbidden in the rules? It, no, in the improv rules, you just continue yeah, with the well, story. You don't repeat it. Well, these are high school kids. All right. I'm going to allow it. <laughs> anyway, Matt, go ahead. Herbert and uh, the husband, who they I don't think they ever name. Nope. No. Um, Herbert overpowers him. And he yeah, Herbert could just husband. kill a man. Yeah. Yeah. He he kills the husband. Drowns and, uh, him in the pond. And I, th- and I think he buries him in a, in a, in a, short, a, shallow, grave. a shallow grave. And as Paul is telling this, it is Paul's turn. Paul's match is, is not, not going, going out. down. Yeah. I'm like, the match isn't burning down. Now, this part is crazy. Yeah. So he performs this murder, puts the body in a shallow grave, Mm -hmm. starts riding a horse back. It starts raining. Starts raining. The horse, man, it's going this way and that. Yeah. Uh, And in the distance, there's an idle thrashing (laughs) machine. Yes. He, uh, He can see Ethel through the window, mm-hmm. I think. And as he's riding, the horse... What did the, the horse... Bucks. Okay, whinnies, it bucks. Shakes him, give him. Gives him a little shimmy. Yeah. Shimmy shakes him straight into, into the, the thresher. Yeah, face first. Cuts his face to horrible ribbons. Yes. Now, I have one question here mm-hmm. for the group. There are a lot of sound effects that are accompanying this story mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, um, that Paul is telling. Can everyone hear the sound effects i don't believe so uh, because I, there are sound effects i mean they can hear the rain because that's happening outside the clock they definitely can because the clock is a plot point but what other what other sound effects were you hearing there is horse whinnying okay oh okay that was probably the biggest one mm-hmm. no i think if there was horse whinnying i think tori spelling would have called it out okay yeah, because she freaks out over yeah. the clock chiming. So, uh, yeah, so Paul says something about, um, something about, like, he gets home and the clock strikes midnight Well, the, as the, the clock. So here was my other question. Was it a clock that struck midnight or was it a cock, like a cock-a-doodle-doo that strikes midnight? Well, I don't think that, uh, I don't think that roosters crow at midnight. They, they crow Me neither. In the morning. But I heard clear as day. Cock. Cock. Okay. Um, Did I, you have a dick in your ear? <laughs> is that what this is? Yeah. yeah. Matt, you, I've wanted to tell you this the entire recording. 
A, you got a little something right here on your face. Uh, B, you got a little cock in your. You don't really. Uh, you got a little cock. Oh, in your this ear. is cool. Yes. <laughs> oh, I was sucking it before you guys. <laughs> oh, when you're doing that, and then you're like, oh, I'm gonna finish this later, and you put it behind right, your, behind ear, your ear, and then it's like yeah. it just wants a hole. Yeah, like so when it's just like right in the ear. Yeah. Yeah, like when you're writing something and you're doing construction, so you gotta put that pencil That's in your ear. Yeah. While I was working on that wiener. Yeah. Just really. <laughs> going to town. Yep. Getting down on the dong. Yeah. And then uh Catherine's like, your friends are here. And you're like, oh, fuck them. <laughs> Took it out. Yep. Stuck it right behind the ear. Called it macaroni. <laughs> bing, 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 bing. <laughs> um, the clock strikes 12 as he's telling this story. The clock that was supposedly dead. Yep. Now and struck. now Paul's match goes out and uh, Beverly freaks out. Mm-hmm. Not happy about this at all. She starts to claim that um, Paul did this on purpose yes. or something that he set the clock. And everyone and else is like, no, we really we really yeah. hear one of my favorite explain away sentences in all of Monsters history. Maybe the thunder shook it loose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Huh? Huh? That what? That's you know, really there's a little thunder, thunder and it shakes a clock loose. I mean, was the thunder localized to this room? We had a 1.21 gigawatts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so um, it, she wants to go. Tony yeah, she wants to go. Is donezo. Yeah. Yeah. And it cuts to outside, and we now see that there is a shape in the foreground, uh, and the house is in the background. So mm-hmm. it is at this point that I keep writing finish the story yeah <laughs> like it is like come on guys yeah. can't you see what's happening yeah you've unleashed the beast finish the story so they do they vote they vote fuck beverly yeah th- three to one yeah they're they're continuing donna martin does not graduate from this house <laughs> <laughs> so now it's matt's turn uh and he says that uh herburn uh, pried himself from the thresher and walked home. Yep. Collapses in the doorway. He survives, but he is horribly disfigured, disfigured and horribly bitter. Uh, repulses everyone, including his, his beloved his Ethel now. Yes. And just gets meaner and meaner and angrier. And he was so, because of his bitterness and emotional whatever, couldn't even heal himself. Uh, couldn't even stand to look at himself. himself. And so he had all the mirror- Paul tells this oh, part. That, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. You're right. It's Paul's turn. Yeah. Right. Because the, the it goes to Tori. And she kind of like, nope, no, yep. no, thank you. Yeah, I don't want to do it. And then um, Jody takes it and she starts doing the story and then she blows her own match out. And I'm like, wait, you can blow your own match out? She's had enough. Uh, and yes, Paul explains he gets meaner, couldn't heal or look at himself. And so he took uh, all the mirrors, all the mirrors. had all the mirrors stored upstairs in a bedroom that they didn't use. And at that point, you're like. You know we're gonna go see those fucking mirrors. Yeah, yeah. If you see a mirror in the yeah. second act, yeah, <laughs> you're gonna see yourself in the third. Yeah. So he apparently uh, Herb had had enough. He filled his pockets with stones and jumped in the pond. And that's when I wrote, "Is it Becker's or Beggars?" Because because I wrote they, Becker or Beggars Pond. Yes, but I, think I didn't write Pond. I wrote Pound because <laughs> I don't know how to spell. <laughs> I think it's Becker's Pond, Beggars Canyon. Did we have a canyon in this? No, that's in Star Wars. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. I believe that's where they would shoot womp rats. <laughs> I got it. Wouldn't they bomb womp rats? Yeah, probably. It's Pickett's Charge. Okay. Beggar's Banquet. Mm-hmm. Becker's Pond. 
It's Becker starring Ted Danson. Okay, great show. <laughs> it's Danvers, comma, Mrs. from Rebecca. Uh, it's Rebecca Romaine's Jameis. It's uh, match game, match game, match game. <laughs> oh, my God. Jen's I'm nose, a cyborg. Jen's nose is <laughs> shooting oil and blood. <laughs> One side is oil, the other side is some kind of viscous, bloody. Well, liquid. I'm only half cyborg. See, my my mom was a human. My dad was a cyborg. Oh, hold it. Do you have protocols that will help you not kill people? Yeah, but if you both make bad fart jokes, I'm going to decide which one is the best fart joke, and then I'm going to kill you. Wait, are you going to kill the one with the winning fart joke or with the losing fart Probably joke? Probably just both. Okay, all right. If I hear a fart joke, I murder. Shoot to kill. Ask questions later. <laughs> ah, classic fart monster. <laughs> uh, his body dies. It gets. It finally gets back to Matt. Yep. Matt explains that he. Yes. Yeah, so he threw himself into the pond. His body died, but his but hate, hate lives on. Yep. And on nights like these. Yes, nights like these, he returns home to follow the trail of, of blood, blood that he left behind. Yes. Now, if you see him, run. Yeah. And do not look stop running. Do not yeah. look back and do not look in his eyes, eyes because one look will drain your soul. Yes. It's enough to drain your soul. And it, it is cutting now between watching this, this reanimated corpse walk closer and closer to the house. And Matthew is saying, he's out there now. Now he's through the gate. Yes, now he's he will, at the door. He will kill anyone in his way. He knows we're in here. And you are, you are hearing sounds of... Uh, yep. Creaking and stuff approaching. So now the the story kind of mythos is out the door because Tori has had it. Yes. She's freaking out. And Matt's like, there's no one at the door. Yeah. Which is like, when's it coming? Yeah, it's no good. <laughs> Let me look at this barely boarded up window and show you there's nothing out here. Well, so I, I wrote that Matt gets in the creeper death pose <laughs> because in the movie Dolomite, Creeper explains uh, what happened to Dolomite, and then so, and then it cuts to him walking backward to get into where the X is, where his mark is, <laughs> and he goes, uh, and and yeah, and that's and that's how that happened, and that's all I know. And then two guys kick the door in and shoot him, yeah, and then he falls, jumps onto the bed. Uh, and just the way that Matt walked over to the window and said, nope, nothing over here. Yeah, let no me danger. hit my mark. I'm just and going to I sit here with my, my hands mark. on my hips. And now when I re- all I have to do is remember when he jumps through the glass. He's not a real skeleton. He's not a real skeleton. <laughs> don't be as scared. Please don't run away or punch him or scream, <laughs> or scream a Rachel epithet. <laughs> or a recipe. Or... <laughs> <laughs> two pounds butter softened <laughs> um and herbert that. jumps in through the window and onto matt and uh that is the act break and we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this yeah <laughs> Red Summers. Red Summers. 
Charles Nelson Riley. Hope Lang, I hope. Richard Dawson. And Richard Dawson sitting in for Patty Deutsch as we play the star-studded Big Money Match Game 78. And now, here's the star of Match Game 78, Gene Raven. That sounded like a question. Yeah. I'll put you up for adoption. Get out of here. Daddy! Is that your daddy? This is my daddy. This is your daddy? Right. But he doesn't know me. He doesn't like I'm not me. your mom. No, I listen, told if you, you were tuned in yesterday. <laughs> Friday. That was uh, from MASH. um, Radar? Radar. Oh, okay. It's it's great. I think we've probably talked about this on the show before, but when you watch, because the MASH game, I think it's 64 and and uh, 78 are on Amazon Prime now. And you can watch that they filmed three episodes in a row. So every third episode is them shit face. Bombed after lunch. Bombed. First one, it's like, okay, everybody's together. You know, they're making jokes. Second one's a little looser. And third, it is chaos. Chaos. <laughs> and it's great. This was obviously a third. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As Radar is going up to Richard Dawson, and Richard Dawson's like, stop touching me. <laughs> Fucking touch me, Radar. We'll murder you. I was in the Great Escape. Leave me alone. <laughs> All right. And we're back. Yay. So Matt and the zombie are uh, are, are tussling. tussling on the floor. Yep. And uh, Matt reaches for a poker. Uh, and the, th- the other three run up the stairs. While the girls run up the stairs. Paul starts you, but then he just stands there and watches, watches Matt yeah, get like, killed. And yeah. I'm like, this is where I write down. Why are you going deeper into the house? That's, yep. yep horror yep, movie yep. trope. But yeah. This, I, was like, no, is, I get it. This is just horror movie. Yeah. They're going to go upstairs, you know, in the house of the mean guy. <laughs> so um, this is, I think, when we get a really good look of the zombie and or of Herb. And I just wrote great zombie. He looks great. Because he yeah. really looked I, I wrote good. great makeup. I yeah. Like, yeah. Because at one point, Matt punches him in the stomach mm-hmm. and they show him pull his hand, hand out, out. And it's, it's all goo. Goo, goo. Oh, it's great. All that ultra slime. It's amazing. It is wonderfully done. Yep. Matt dies. The mask, the facial prosthetic is really is really great too. Yeah. I wanted to get one of those for so long. The or, um the they sell these there's some sites that for like they're normally like between 50 and 100 bucks and they are um foam latex really lightweight facial prosthetics you can you know paint them yourselves mm-hmm. with uh, rubber mask grease paint. And there are some that have two layers on them that are that have impregnated oh. magnets, so you can peel the face off, and then you've got so it's like you know a just disfigured face on the outside, and then you peel it off, and then you've got you know muscles and stuff underneath. It's really cool. Yeah, Corey Sweet. Taylor of Slipknot fame. Yeah, his <laughs> most recent mask took advantage of that. Um. So yeah. So looks looks great. So they all run upstairs. Uh, the zombie picks Matt up by the face, uh, crushes his face, and breaks his neck. Uh, and yeah, I just wrote, Paul does nothing to help. Um, and then... Uh, the Herb, goggles, they do nothing. nothing. <laughs> yes. uh, he, uh, Herb chases them um, basically through the house. They go into a bedroom. Take a wild guess which one. The mirror room. It's got a bunch of mirrors in it. 
Tori Spelling is losing her mind. Because she yes. sees that the room is full of mirrors, mirrors and, and is screaming at Paul, what did you do? How did you do this? You knew about all of this. Because he was the one that was talking about the mirrors. Yep. The storytelling part. And she's like, fuck this. There's nothing worse than being in a room with crazy Paul because she's forgotten that there is a monster outside. Yeah. <laughs> very quickly. Very quickly. Uh, so uh, I think they tried to um, tell to her not some- to go to the door. Well, th- I thought they tried to put something in front of the door. First, first this happens. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay, right, So right, right, she right. opens the door and Herbert is right there, grabs her. And, and um, Matt and Lori are, or sorry, sorry, uh, Jody. Paul and, Paul and Paul Jody. Jody aren't really helping Tori here. No, at this point, she's already gone. Well, and I mean, let's face it, she was dead wood. Yeah. Uh, but so um, Herb grabs uh, a Halloween mask vaguely resembling her face yeah. and squishes it, and a tiny little bit of blood comes out the nose, and that was about it. I thought this was really cool because she looks into his eyes, which we are told expressly not to don't, do. Yeah, don't do that. Uh, and it is her face is starting to cave in because... Her soul is being being sucked sucked out, and she just sort of dissolves Mm -hmm. into, again, a pile of ultra slime and some eyeballs. Well, yeah, so I loved this because as her body collapses, he starts walking away, and he's just got tons of this goo on his hand, and on the goo was an eyeball. Yeah, why am I drippings with goo? And he is like, (laughs) uh, the itsy bitsy spider. Uh, so they do something very smart. Uh, Paul and Jody, they scare him off with the mirrors. They're showing him his reflection, which we know he does not like. So he takes off. And, uh, that's when they cover the door. Yeah. Yeah, That's when they cover the door with like a big, heavy, uh, dresser. And I I write, he just crushed a head. A dresser is not going to do much. Uh, but at least he's outside of the room for right now. They've boarded it up and Jody is really pressing him. How did, how did Paul know? Like what this, they have done this. They've broken into this place a thousand times. You did something. She's not even mad. Really? She's She's just just really, really confused. Yeah. Yeah. You did something, you know, we made it up, but you brought him here. So we've got to finish this story. You've got to finish this story. Yeah. And so as they're arguing, uh, Herb goes downstairs and gets the poker that Matt had tried to use to kill him mm-hmm. and then walks back up the stairs. Because it's shattering time. Yeah. yeah. And he starts breaking through the door. And I'm like, man, the sugar glass budget on this episode <laughs> through <laughs> the roof. We're talking triple digits. His is easily $250 yeah. <laughs> worth of sugar glass. There is something really satisfying about smashing fake, fake, gla- fake yeah. glass. Yeah. Um, when I was working on, uh, uh, when we did Evil Dead the Musical, mm-hmm. um, we would make, Ted made this mold for uh, beer bottles. Mm-hmm. And working with a sugar glass was a pain in the ass. So we ended up tinting um, uh, like paraffin. Mm-hmm. So making these these brown wax bottles and then gluing labels on them. And then when Ash's uh, hand is going nuts in it, he and would take these bottles and he'd like smash them on his head, his head with the with the sound effect. It looked great and it was really fun to watch. And when we were making them, we would take turns like practicing and smashing them on ourselves. It's very <laughs> satisfying. That's awesome. Yeah. Apropos of nothing, sorry. Just wanted to share. Uh well, so um uh, Herb is now in the room, he's smashing through the mirrors. And this is when the uh, Jody and Paul listen to Matt, and they start finishing the story. So uh, Matt flicks the, or not Matt, uh, Paul, Paul 
lights a match and starts talking about how uh, Herb gets distracted at the window and walks over to the window to see what it is. And then he nature gets has revenge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he gets stabbed in the chest with a giant tree log. limb. Yeah. yeah. The sun is rising and he must return to the pond. The sun is rising and he must return to the pond. Uh, Herb walks over, lifts the poker up in the air and disappears. And I like the fact that they then show the poker fall and hit the ground. Yes. Um, so he didn't disappear with the poker. Right. Just disappeared. Big poker. Um, <laughs> big poker. Big poker chase me. <laughs> That was a uh, that was a pornography reference. Yep. Oh, just great! For, okay. <laughs> just for our great uh, relationship. Aww, <laughs> it's nice you guys have that. The weirdos that watch porn together. Yeah. yeah. People thought that was really weird. I told them to shut up. Wow. Um. So, uh, will that make it to the show? Who knows? Who knows? Um. So, then it just cuts to outside in the morning, uh, and Jody and Paul walk away from the house. The end. Yeah, the birds are cheered. Let's chirping. uh let's go to the writer's room. Anything you would change? I, I could have used I mean, not in twenty two minutes, but I would have been happy if that was a, you know, 35, 40 minute story in Creep Show or something. I think it yeah. could have had even a little bit uh, you know, just a tiny bit more to it. But yeah. No, I really enjoyed it. You know, I mean, this was boiled down to the essence of yep. what it needed to be. It, it didn't they have... They didn't waste a moment. They yeah. did not bother explaining what Paul's weird connection to this was, yeah. if anything. It didn't need didn't it. It didn't need it. Yeah. You know, I, and... The pacing of it, the act... The, the pacing the breaking was breaking of the acts was really good. The the acting was fine. Yep. Um, The use of slow motion worked. Yep. Yes. Uh, Creature looked great. All of the... Yeah. I mean, that was a, that's a good assortment of actors. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah. it was, well, let's get a scale, Jen. Uh, uh, s- a scale of one to ten um, uh, ultra slime buckets. Nine and a half. Nine. Uh, nine and a half. I say that this is a must watch. I say yep, that this ab- is a must, must watch as well. This is great. Loved it. This is uh, what we wish more of these episodes would be like. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you know, they can't all be of good course. like this, but just I, I hope that we get a few more. Yeah, I think that's what's fun about it's a nice reminder that this is what's fun about anthology horror mm-hmm. is it is a total grab bag. You don't know if you're going to have a run of Real episodes stingers. with, with a, a leg that drags over a carving knife, an electric <laughs> knife, uh, <laughs> then to be followed by this. But I think when you have episodes like that, it makes something like this even sweeter. It's yes. Like, oh, this is great. Yeah. yeah. No, this episode is fantastic. I really enjoyed watching it. I would like to watch it again. Yeah. And um, yeah. You can get in contact with us at Tea from the Dark Side on Facebook and Instagram, TFTDS Pod on Twitter, Tea from the Dark Side at gmail.com if you like the email thing. And we love hearing from you. Uh, did I forget anything? Try to enjoy the daylight. Try to enjoy the daylight. Bye. Bye. Transmissions from the Dark Side is hosted and recorded by Jen Hanson, Matt Rose, and Matt Noss. Edited by Matt Noss. Hosted by Gabber Media. Our theme music was composed and performed by Slasher Dave. You can find him on Bellyache Records. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at T from the Dark Side. 
and on Twitter at TFTBSPod. Email us at tfromthedarkside at gmail.com. Until next time, try to enjoy the daylight.